Good morning and welcome to a special Breaking Bones. We are playing a pre-recorded show because, well, we're celebrating Christmas just like you. So from the 1010 family, we wish you the best of holidays, including a Merry Christmas today. We'll have another show next week, but for now, let's go back to one of our replays. Time now for Breaking Bones with Dr. George Bari and Joe C. An informative but laid-back approach to sports medicine on 1010XL. Yeah. Now, let's break some bones. Good morning, Jacksonville. Breaking bones on the air, ready to roll on a Sunday. You've got the kickoff for your Jacksonville Jaguars up in Motown, Detroit. A little bit later on, you'll have the kickoff show immediately following us. Joe C. from XL Primetime. You can catch me Monday through Friday. Noon to 3 right there on the Superstation 1010XL 92.5 FM. And then my man, Dr. George Barry. You hear him on XL Primetime on Wednesdays when he drops by. But on a Sunday morning, you're ready to rock and roll. We've got the next 30 minutes reserved for you, Doc. You ready? I'm ready. You're fired up? Fired up. Now, uh, let's just say this time a week ago, you probably still had a full belly uh, from that turkey, that Thanksgiving meal. Are there any leftovers still in your refrigerator? No, not anymore. I want you to tell the truth. <laughs> not at this point. Okay, because look, I'll, I'll, I'll ask this basic question. You cannot, you cannot necessarily answer this because you're an orthopedic surgeon. You are a doctor. But I always like to ask the question, how long can it last you in know, the fridge. Yeah, you always see this. They always have this stuff on TV when it gets closer. Yeah. They always say three to five days. But I love leftovers. Yeah. And I can eat leftovers breakfast, lunch, dinner. It doesn't matter to me. But I am also the first person to, when the expiration date hits, I'm throwing it out. Are you? Okay. All right. So my, my TLD, the lovely Diane, is she's not anti-leftover, but she always seems to save them for me because she thinks it's more important that because I love leftovers. And and I'm telling you, I will take it to a seven-day limit, and I might even push it to eight or nine days. Okay, <laughs> I'm serious. So well, that's a last, lot of leftovers well, for, yeah, for a week. Like the last bit of turkey I had, yeah. fri- Friday. Yeah. So that's eight days. What do you think? No, that's too long. I'm not doubling over right now. That's too long. <laughs> Listen, I, I think – you you increase the risk of of getting sick the longer you know it sits there. Yeah, well that's true. That is true. But I just I, I'm just such a fan. Dude, you know what I used to do? And and when I was in college, mm-hmm. my mom used to send me like frozen meals that she'd make. Right. And what I would do is I'd put them out on the counter. Yeah. Overnight, let it defrost, eat eat it the next day. Like I didn't care. And then I actually like <laughs> took microbio class, and the guy at base was saying the worst thing to ever do is leave something defrost on the counter for 12 hours because the, the bacterial count just like skyrockets. And I was doing it forever. I know. I don't believe them. I really don't and believe them. And now when my wife wants to go, no, it's disgusting. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I believe you, Doc. I think what but you did I used to do it all the time. Now, it was so funny because I was thinking about it. We got to get into some sports injuries, but I have to ask this one question. Uh, but by the way, if you have a sports injury question, Dr. George Bari, Trained under under the renowned Dr. James Andrews, he's the man. Uh, Bari Orthopedics locations all over North Florida. Uh, so if you have a sports injury question, it could be joint pain. You could be looking at surgery. You want to know about PRP? He's got the latest and greatest that we'll touch on later. You can hit the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures at six four one ten ten, and we will try and get to the questions either today or if we miss them, uh, we will make sure we get to them next week. Where did the origin of cold turkey come from? Because, you know, like whenever you give up drinking, right. you know, I just quit cold turkey. And so you and I are talking about leftovers. The cold turkey is one of the best leftover things. Like I'll eat cold chicken, 
cold turkey. I'm not a cold pizza guy. Are you a cold pizza guy? You know, I used to be, and now I'm not. All right. Now, now listen, I need to heat it up. Now, listen to this. This is cold turkey, okay? okay? The abrupt and complete cessation of taking a drug for which one is addicted. Now, that sounds very official, but cold turkey does not sound very official. I want to know where it actually came from. Do you from. know? No, I'm looking. So I'm looking right now. Yeah. It said January 1877 uh-huh. in some journal in a fictional diary of this fake person in a journal. Right. And uh, he just talked about the cold turkey treatment, about excommunicating somebody. And I don't know. That's what huh. there's kind of debate of where it comes from. Yeah, because it's so funny because the official explanation to withdraw suddenly and completely form uh, for, uh, to withdraw suddenly and completely from an addictive, uh, and I'm like, okay, that makes sense. But the actual phrase "cold turkey." Yeah, the contemporary version came in 1920 in New York City in a medical bulletin when someone said they wanted to stop taking opiates. Uh huh. And they did it cold turkey, and that's the first time they had <laughs> mentioned it in a medical term. That is just unbelievable. I've never gone cold Makes chicken. No I've never gone cold chicken or cold pizza, but I have gone cold turkey before. All right, let's get into a few things. Now, listen, we've got sports injuries that we will hit from the sports world. If you have any, you can definitely text us and let us know. Uh, the biggest one on the brain of every Jaguar fan out there, let's just go ahead and lead off with that one, and it's Travis Etienne. Now, Doug Peterson, over the course of this past week, uh, he has said that uh, it was a foot sprain, that he felt like it was not related to the Liz Frank injury. But you and I, Doc, let's go back to last Sunday. We see him on the football field. He comes out of the game, and we don't see him back in play. This was early in the first quarter, and he comes back. He stays on the sidelines the entire rest of the game. By the way, how unbelievable was that comeback win? Oh, my gosh. Great. I know young young Bari was going yeah, nuts it was awesome. over that. But he stood on the sidelines, and you and I were talking about it on the, t- you know, texting back and forth. And then Doug Peterson comes out and basically says, it's unrelated, but what did you get out of what you saw? Well, it's very worse because he didn't play. He, he came out very early, mm-hmm. right? And so you do worry that it's the same foot, which he mentioned it was. So it, there's a big worry about it being a recurrence of the injury. Mm-hmm. Now, they're staying, saying it's not, and he practiced with helmet on and pads this week. Yep. And so you just have to trust that it, it's the truth. You don't know with these teams. Sometimes, you know, they kind of – not tell the full truth because mm-hmm. they don't want anyone to know. Sure, they don't want to give away anything that they don't have to. But you have twenty six bones in the bo- in the foot, right? So it can be any one of these things that are sprained. So it doesn't necessarily okay. have to be the list Frank. But I think there's a good sign that he practiced. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't worry too much about it unless we see him struggling in the game. I think it's great that they took him out just in case, which also made me a little worried because they, to me, if they would have taken him out, they probably thought it's the same area. Could be the same right. issue. Uh, but at this point, I think it's just a wait and see. Air on the side of caution, which I totally get, but you're trying to win football games. And, and look, there's a lot of guys that are hurt right now that you you know, you know, can ask the question, look, at this team before they won, three and seven. Do you think we're still trying to make the playoffs? Yeah, and- yeah. Uh, listen, I love the inspiration that Leon Searcy gives us on XL Primetime uh, pretty much on a daily basis. He's got to scold us a little bit saying – you know, look, it can happen on a sure. dime. It can turn quickly. So the New York Times has a little thing that you can search playoff odds. Mm-hmm. And you can pick any team, and they have the Jaguars. So if the Jaguars win, there's the Lions. Right. And the Titans lose yep. versus the Eagles, our 
chances to make the playoffs go up to eight percent. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Listen, so it's <laughs> from five percent. Yeah, because right now it's five to eight to eight. It's beautiful, and you're. I'm looking at you right now. Going, but then if we beat them next week, it goes up to. Now this is through 30, 33,000 simulations. Uh huh. Goes up to twenty eight percent. See, see how quickly that's, it, that's, that's like a twenty percent compounding jump. interest. Yeah, twenty percent jump. Wouldn't you love to do that? But I'm looking at you, Doc, going. So you're telling me I got a chance, and that's really what it is. That's what you're playing for. And just imagine flipping the script on the Tennessee Titans. If you were to win this week, they play the Eagles. They lose. You go into Nashville next week. You beat them, and you've taken you basically a, a huge two game swing. So good news, just in case you're wondering. So if we be, win the next two games. The Lions and the Texans mm-hmm. or the Titans. Titans, and then we lose. Assuming we lose to the Cowboys and the Titans win, if we beat uh, the Jets and they right. lose to the Texans, we're, we're now we're up to thirty percent going into Week Seventeen. Dude. So Week Seventeen, right? If we beat them, mm-hmm. or if, sorry, if the Titans lose and we win, now we're at sixty. 50 percent. Yeah, going into the last game. Of the so season. think about that, and that's what Doug Peterson's really so trying to convince still, we his club. We could still lose one as long as the Titans lose. Three out of the next right, four. Right, because, well, you, you figure they're playing Eagles, right. Cowboys, Jacksonville twice. So if you can, at the very least, split with them, yeah. you can may, maybe make something happen. So there's, we just got to – we can afford one loss as, we will as take long it. as it's not to the Titans. We will take it, Doc. We will take it. All right, now we've got some other uh, injuries to get to. And, and, you know, the biggest one for Jaguar fans is Travis Etienne, whether he's going to be healthy or not. A couple of other guys, Aaron Donald – He's on. We talk about whether or not this football team can turn it around. Okay, they're hoping, right? They got a they got a four win, four win club right now. They're going to see if they can make it a five win club. Meanwhile, the Los Angeles Rams, the defending Super Bowl champions, have absolutely walked to the edge of a mountain, fallen off a cliff. That's basically what they have done in football terms. Quarterback's not healthy. Cooper Cup's gone for the season due to uh, an injury, surgery. And now Aaron Donald, this is the first time Aaron Donald is going to miss a game due to injury in his career. And you think about that, that's a heck of a long time that that cat has been manning the middle of that uh, L.A. Rams front, and he is just now missing his first game. He's been in the league, uh, what was it, nine years, and has been just a monster inside. Uh, ankle injury, we don't know a lot more than that. Yeah. But the thing is, Doc, they're probably, with the way that they their season has just basically come apart. Out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I agree. They do mention that he doesn't need surgery, right. I think, which is very important. That's a, that's a great fact. But at this point in time, I wouldn't put him back in. I mean, if I were him, I would, you know, I'm sure if he feels fine after a week or two, he wants to play, but I would not rush it. Right. I would wait till I'm 100%. And then go back. Only other time he had a contract dispute, missed a couple games in 2017. But he has been as durable as they come. And you hate seeing it for a guy like that, uh, playing as long as he has and, and productive as he's been. That's for sure. All right, so let's go from Aaron Donald to Aaron Rodgers. Now, Aaron Rodgers has come out over the course of this last week. And I know, Doc, we looked at the injury. Uh, he gets rolled up. He was already dealing with a thumb injury. But Sunday night against Philadelphia, he leaves the game, banged up uh, after he took the shot, and basically came out saying that he's got a rib injury, he had a punctured lung, and already still trying to come back from the thumb injury. And guess what? They're playing Chicago today, and he still plans to play. Uh, All right, this is how he phrased it. 
He took a hit in the first half that, quote, rattled the ribcage. He was drilled in the midsection again in the second half, began to have trouble breathing. At this point, he became worried that he might have a punctured lung. And he's a guy, the quote is, I pride myself on not coming out of games, and I played through a lot of different things over the years. I saw Randall Cobb puncture a lung back in the 2015 playoffs. It was pretty scary. Uh, I've heard some other stories as well, so I just wanted to make sure that wasn't the case. I just couldn't do anything about the pain to get back out there. Fortunately, the test, no lung, you know, serious lung concern, but the ribs are bruised. He's going to try and play. Well, so pneumothorax is when you get some air inside that area of the Mm -hmm. lung, right? Right. And it depends on how big it is, the pneumothorax, Mm because the lung is a negative pressure space. So now you're putting, you're allowing air into that that area. It depends how big the pneumothorax is for how long it will take to get better. If it's very big, then you need a chest tube, right? They got to put it in to get get there out. Um, This is not my forte, but. Right. If he wants to go back and play, this must be a very small one, mm-hmm. right? But the fact that he got a pneumothorax, I would assume that this injury to the ribs are probably a little worse than he says because normally for a pneumothorax, you're, if you get one, mm-hmm. normally you right. have a fractured rib, mm-hmm. right? So he probably has a fractured rib with this pneumothorax. So if the pneumothorax heals, you still have this bony injury you have to deal with. Right. As a quarterback, it's not like – you're, let's say, an offensive lineman where no one's hitting you in the ribs per se all the time. But in the court, as a quarterback, that's where you're getting hit. You're going to raise your arm up to throw, right. and your ribs are free mm-hmm. to get a direct shot. So that's going to be tough. I know he wants to play, and he said if he's mathematically in, he wants to go at it. Right. And I, and I guess we'll see, but it's going to be very interesting. Yeah, because. You're talking about a guy, you can do the flak jacket, you can do a lot of things to protect that area, but what are you doing, Doc? You're dropping back, you're in a vulnerable position, and you're trying to wind up and release the football, which is going to expose the ribs. Right, and, exactly. And, and what and is every defensive player going to be thinking about? Smack it. Yeah. Hit it. And by the way, they can't hit the head, and they can't go low. Right. Got to go to the ribs. So, you know, they say normally two to ten weeks mm-hmm. for a, 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 a pneumothorax. So, we'll, I mean, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just one of those. And, and look, I, I, I know that we're in a different area as far as your expertise, because you're an orthopedic surgeon, uh, and we're talking about you know the possibility. Like you said, you explained it very well, uh, I think, for a, a lot of listeners out there as far as the dangers and what's happening with the lung. But another guy, Eagle safety, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, uh, a former Gator, uh, rib injury that he suffered in the exact same game against the Packers and that he said he could ex- miss an extended period of time. And they were talking about you know, he says he's going to be back, but there were dangers that he might have have a laceration to the kidney. Now, that's a whole nother area. Right. And, and again, it's not your expertise, but we're taking it, if you can just explain a little bit, you're taking it to the back portion of the ribs. Yeah, right? so the kidneys are, are in the back uh, of it. Uh, that's why sometimes when you have a, a UTI mm-hmm. that kind of extends to the kidney, like pyelonephritis, you get this back pain because it sits in the posterior aspect. Right. But uh, he, to have that, that's a, it's a serious, you know, a violent hit yeah. that he had to a kidney laceration, or at least they thought he might have had a kidney laceration, right. and it punctured lung. Tyrod Taylor, when he had the punctured lung, it was from a needle. Exactly. Right? So how small is a needle? Very small. Yeah. And it took him, I believe it was five to six weeks to come back. Mm-hmm. So 
that tells you it wasn't such a violent hit where he also had concomitant rib bruising or fractures. Right. Just a needle, and boom, the lung went down. So these guys coming back after a week or two is, um, is I think, idealistic, but possible, right? Right. Every situation is different. But uh, it's going to be very interesting to see how they do coming back so early. Yeah, because we always think, and like you said, sometimes it could be uh, a 90%. You know, in other words, this is the the uh, injury. It could be uh, almost a full uh, 100% or it could be 10%. Laceration could be very small or it could be major, right? A laceration I mean, could be, right, big or small. Uh, any laceration to any organ I think is a big deal because they are yeah. not made for that, right? It's not like your skin where you're made to get cut and it heals itself. So any laceration to, to an internal organ is uh, very important because it shows that the the trauma of the injury was big. Mm-hmm. All right, we've got uh, another Gator that I want to bring up that we will go to uh, in Kyle Pitts, who had season-ending surgery. But uh, before that, let's get to a couple questions, Doc. And, and these are off the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. If you have any question for Doc, you can definitely do it. Now, this came from XL Primetime. Uh, earlier this week, but I wanted to make sure that you got this out. Um, Doc, how can you help with knee pain knowing you don't have much cartilage left in your knees? And he explains, I spray lawns, dragging the hose, and walking all day, uh, and I get knee pain. So if you don't have cartilage, really the only way to fix that is a knee replacement, right? Mm-hmm. That That's the end result. That's the best solution. Now, if you're not ready for a knee replacement, there's things you can do to help the pain. It's not going to grow your cartilage back, but you can help the pain. Obviously, Tylenol, Aleve, any over-the-counter anti-inflammatories you can take. Right. Then you have some gel. You could put like Voltaren or Diclofenac, which is anti-inflammatory, but a gel version that you rub on the knee. Mm-hmm. You could wear a knee brace. Sometimes uh, people like to wear compression sleeves because that compression gives a little more support. Uh-huh. Also, if your knee is, if you look at your knee and it's bow-legged or knock-kneed, right, that's like the common term. We call that varus or valgus in the medical term. But if it's bow-legged or knock-kneed, it could be that you have really bad arthritis on one side of the knee as opposed to the other side. Right. If that's the case, you can wear what we call an unloader brace. An unloader brace does exactly what it sounds like. It unloads that joint. So if, you're, huh. if your knee is uh, does it- knock-kneed or... Bow-legged, it means one side is, is is touching more than the other. Exactly. So that brace will put pressure and lift that side up so those two areas aren't touching so each other. So that brace actually almost yes. separates yes. that joint area. Yes. Just and actually, bit. you put them on, and there's a screw, and you twist the screw, and as you crank it, it will crank that knee. Wow. I will tell as you— As a radio doctor, I was not familiar with yeah, that. Yeah, so I will say my patients, about 50% really like it, 50% say it didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, is it worth a try? Yes. Are they expensive? Yes. Insurance will cover it. But you'd have to kind of get an X-ray to see if you if your knee if it would work for you mm-hmm. because it kind of depends on what the X-ray looks like. It only works when you wear it. It's not like one of those things where hey, you wear it for six months and you're fine after. Doesn't do it. It's not going to cure anything. It's a temporary fix. It only works when you wear it. It's very good for pe- people like this guy who, right. when I do the lawns. It hurts a lot. Strap and, it on, wear it, and go. And, and then it should make you feel better. Right. And think about the guy, everywhere he's walking, he is probably not, It's hey, it's not his place. He's going somewhere else, spraying someone else's lawn. He has no idea. Right. Uneven turf. Exactly. Uh, potholes, so, whatever. That's the thing. Then then you have the cortisone shot. Then you have PRP injections, which do better than cortisone shot, but, you know, unfortunately not covered by insurance. And then 
you have a knee replacement. Mm -hmm. So those are really the options. And then there's physical therapy also that can help. Actually, a lot of people say why to do therapy, but physical therapy has actually been proven Mm -hmm. to help with arthritic arthritic pain and is actually recommended from the Academy of Orthopedics. A lot of people have this misconception. They say, I do therapy. I I work out on on the roofs and I do lawns all day and I, you know, it's very is different. Yeah. So, climbing roofs and doing manual labor is not physical therapy. No, it's physical work and its impact on those joints. Whereas you need to go if you do work, you know, whatever, do some physical therapy. It's going to rele- pull those joints apart. Release they do, some of that they do things pain. to to relieve some of the edema, some of the swelling, and strengthen the the muscles around it that you normally don't use to kind of help that uh, that joint. All right, extremely helpful. we got a couple more that we'll try and hit. Uh, you can hit the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures at 641-1010. Doc, you got to tell us the latest about your PRP that you have uh, in the office. But let me get to Kyle Pitts. Uh, Kyle Pitts not have, has not had a particularly good year. A year ago, he comes out early. He was a number – I have to go back and look. I think the number four, number six, whatever he was, the highest drafted tight end ever in the history of the NFL. He was a move tight end coming out of Florida, dynamic. Slow start last year, gets it going towards the end. Anyway, not so hot this year. Surgery, ending his season, and it's a torn MCL, Doc. And I was a little surprised by this. He underwent the operation, uh, posted a photo uh, from his hospital bed following surgery, and it was, you know, the road back begins day one. And, you know, Surgery on the MCL, a lot of times I think that that's, you know, depend how, how how bad must it be for him to decide to have that? Because sometimes you can play through that. Yeah, a lot of MCL injuries are non-operative, right? Yeah. You don't need to fix them. They heal up fine. I thought you might be impressed with my radio doctor <laughs> knowledge. But go ahead. <laughs> but his must have been very unstable right. for him to do surgery. It's a long road. You're looking at six months, mm-hmm. right? So it does mirror an ACL it, in terms it, of rehab. It does because the length, right? You still have the, the timeline of 12 weeks to heal it. That's still three months. And then you got to get your muscle back and everything. And that's okay. another three months. So, right. yes, in that sense, yes. ACLs are a little different in the sense that when you do a reconstruction, you also have to wait for vascularity because you're cutting a tissue off from where it needs to go, right? Like your own hamstring right. or a bone tendon bone, whatever it is that you use. You're cutting that off and now it's going to die, right? Because you just cut it off. And now you're putting it in, in, your, in your knee mm-hmm. and you want your body to grow it the the uh, vascularity back into it mm-hmm. so there's also a, that that portion with acl that mcl doesn't have because you're really just fixing it or you're doing a uh, uh an internal brace type system to, to kind of support it so it's a little different on that sense but yeah an acl is nine months minimum mm-hmm. and there's a higher retail rate mcls uh, don't really have uh this you know um bad you know retail if you tear it once you can tear it again type right. thing uh-huh uh, like ACLs do, so in that sense, it, it is a little different. Yeah, and I would think that when you're talking about that, you're just trying to make sure that uh, for a young player, his career pretty much is all in front of him. Uh, this is not a Band-Aid situation. You're trying to make sure that he can go out there and play at a high level and do it for a long period of time. And so I totally agree with you. Uh, and, and again, err on the side of caution. You're not playing for a postseason spot. Right. Uh, Arthur Smith, the coach of Atlanta, is trying to prove that he – Deserves that job for the third year. Uh, but, you know, Kyle Pitts was one of those prized recruit – or, excuse me, draft picks. They don't want to blow that, that's for sure. All right, now, off the football field, let's get to Tiger Woods before we get to another listener question. Tiger hosting the Hero World Challenge this week. 
and it was thought that Tiger was going to be able to play. He had committed to play. Now remember, this was a limited field of uh, limited field event. We call it in the in the golf world the silly season because these are non FedEx Cup point events. It's not part of the regular PGA Tour schedule, uh, and basically they can go play for world ranking points, but it's two dozen guys getting together and divvying up a bunch of cash. That's basically what it is. It's on television. You don't have to worry about making a cut. You're just going to go out there and ball, have a big time. They're they're down in, in at the Albany Club in New Providence, Bahamas. It is... Sounds, sounds a, miserable. It is a sweet setup. So anyway, he pulls out of this event and says that he's just going to be the host, and he basically said that he's dealing with uh, plantar fasciitis, and he basically he used this injury to say, hey – Guess what, golf world? I'm only going to play in the majors, and I'm going to try and play in one or two other events, but don't count on it. And this is plantar fasciitis in his right foot, which makes it painful to walk. He said, physically, that's all I can do. I don't have much left in this leg. Now, this takes us back to you and I and the discussion uh, from that accident. How far back are we going? February of 21. Two years, I think. Yeah, February of 21. Almost two years, yeah. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, February yeah. twenty one. Anyway, what do you think about that? Well, you know, the unrelated or related? I don't know. I mean, it, it could be related if he's walking weird on that foot, right? Mm-hmm. And, but a lot of people have plantar fasciitis and they have no trauma, right? So you can go either way with this. But plantar fascia—it's it, a thick band of tissue that's underneath the, the foot, starts off at the heel, goes to the toes, and it's an inflammation, right? So it's usually at the heel where you feel the pain. Right. It usually hurts more in the morning or when you sit down mm-hmm. um, for a long period of time, right, and then you like sitting watching a TV show or a movie, and then you get up, you're like, "Oh, I feel that." And take a couple steps, and it goes away. What do you do for plantar fasciitis? You can do a cortisone shot, although they don't recommend doing many, but you can do one or two cortisone shots. Uh, stretching is key. Knee straight and knee bent. Right, right? you got to do them both, and you stretch the heel. Um, that will stretch the Achilles. And when the Achilles is stretched, it'll put less. It'll allow the uh, foot to kind of um, not put as much pressure on the, on the plantar fascia. So when it doesn't stretch out, it doesn't hurt. Mm-hmm. Then what you can do is take a frozen water bottle. Or excuse me, take a water bottle and freeze it. Right. Put it on the floor. Take your socks off and rub the bottom of your foot against that frozen water bottle as almost like a cold massage type wow, thing. Wow. Okay. That can help stretch out that plantar fascia. The other thing you can do is. They have sold these night splints. They have them at Publix. I've seen them at Publix and Walmart. Uh, you you go to sleep and it keeps your foot up, mm-hmm. so that way your foot is always dorsiflexed, and it keeps that fascia stretched. So when you take that first couple steps, it's already stretched out. The reason you hurt is when we all sleep at night, you end up in the fetal position, mm-hmm. right? That's why you get carpal tunnel. How do tunnel. you know? How'd you know? <laughs> that's how you get carpal tunnel, right? Because your yeah. your wrists are bent in, it puts pressure in the carpal tunnel area, and that's why you get plantar fascia. So your foot relaxes. You wake up, you go to take a step, and now you've just stretched everything out that's been relaxed for seven hours, whatever. Right. Maybe you sleep for two hours. I don't know. But yeah. either way, it's enough for it to hurt. Mm-hmm. And that's why the first couple steps, you're struggling, and then you kind of get going like a diesel engine, and you're fine. Yeah. But it hurts. Some people have it all day, right? Some people don't have it just when mm-hmm. they sit down. They have it all day. But those are the treatments. Also, PRP shot is actually really good. The studies are really good on it. There's a lot of things where PRP is kind of like there's studies that go either way, better mm-hmm. or, or same. There's really no study that shows that it's worse for anything compared to cortisone. It's either equivocal or better. And then there's for plantar fascia, there's actually really good studies on it being um, 
better than cortisone. All right. I love that. I mean, that's great information, Doc. That's for sure. All right. Now, listen, we're close to wrapping up our show. Um, so we, if we didn't get to your question, we'll try and get to it next week. We do always appreciate it right here on Breaking Bones. Uh, still shoot them to us, 641-1010 on the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures if you want. I got to ask you this before we, before we get out of here, Doc. Did you participate in Cyber Monday? I were did. you one of the people that were online just buying and shopping and just going a little bananas? I went just over the weekend. I, I, dude, I used Rakuten. Oh, okay. Which used to be called Ebates, and now it's Rakuten. Now it's all over the jerseys of the Golden State Warriors. Mm-hmm. But I've been on that for years, Joe. Just before, oh. you just—it's so easy. Go on the app or okay. online, uh-huh. and then they had—they were having Nike twenty percent off, uh, Neiman Marcus twenty percent off, Ray Ban was twenty percent off. You just click it; it goes take you to the website. You buy the stuff like you normally do through whatever website you want to buy stuff, mm-hmm. and then you get a check every quarter. I did not know this. I've been doing it for like four years. Okay, I'm going to check it out. And because... I tell people, and they all make fun of me. No one ble- they think it's a scam. Like, guys, it's not a scam. Yeah. And you have, you've, you've lived it. You've pro- profited from listen, it. Listen, they're on the jersey of the Golden State Warriors, right? Okay. All right. All right Just listen, like the FCX Cyber Monday. Is on the the uh, Miami Arena. It can't yeah. be a scam. Cyber. <laughs> yeah. Crypto. What about that? All right. Cyber Monday. $11.3 billion worth of sales. And they say we're in a recession. I don't know what the H is going on, but I know we got to get out of here. Yeah. Kickoff show is coming up next. You got Lions, Jags, a couple of cats, cat fight. Keep an eye on the Titans. And we got it all day long, all the way through the fifth quarter. All right, Doc, tell them how they can find you. Dr. Bari on Instagram. Don't forget, if you missed the show, some of it. Apple, Google, Spotify, and on 1010XL. Joe C., Dr. George Bari, have a great Sunday. We're looking for a dub. You've been listening to Breaking Bones with Dr. George Bari and Joe C. on 1010XL.